Mustang Alpha 5, dust off 3-1, over. 5, over. Roger, it's 3-1, we should be in your location at about 0 Welcome to Karen to Fire, where the scene isn't safe and we all forgot our BSI. I'm your host, Aaron. This will serve as an introduction and what this podcast will all be about. This is going to be an interview-style podcast. I want to document and share the history and stories of those that came before us in the medical profession. These can be medics, corpsmen, nurses, doctors, and paramedics. I'd also like to talk to wounded warriors that have received our care and what it was like from their point of view on the battlefield. I started thinking seriously about putting this podcast together last year, but the true genesis of Care Under Fire happened when I got a brief from some wounded warriors. This was the first time that I got the patient's perspective from the point of injury, and it was pretty eye-opening. The first warrior talked about how his medic was basically a super medic and did everything right the first time straight out of the textbook. These are the usual stories that we're used to hearing. What blew me away was our second guest. He told us about hitting an IED while on a mounted patrol in Iraq. The explosion severed his leg and he was bleeding out pretty bad. He said that when his medic finally arrived and saw his injury, he turned ghost white and froze. Basically, this kid was a bumbling idiot. Luckily, the senior medic arrived on scene and was able to throw on a tourniquet, stop the bleeding, and get the nine line called up. It's stories like these and stories from former medics that need to be shared. These are the lessons we can learn from. It doesn't matter if you're fresh out of training as a medic, a corpsman, or a civilian paramedic, we can always learn from lessons of the past. This is what history can teach us. Medicine is constantly evolving and changing. The Army has been making a push for the use of whole blood on the battlefield. This isn't a new concept. Medics in World War II were pushing plasma on the battlefield and whole blood was being used in the aid station. We can go round and round about why the practice fell out of favor, but it's not as important as realizing that it can be done When ideas like these come up and we start getting pushback about why we can't do something, we should be able to share the stories, such as non-medical helicopter pilots during the Korean War were managing blood transfusions on patients. If they can be trained to safely do it, then there's no reason that a medic can't be trained and trusted to do a similar procedure. I guess I should introduce myself. I've spent over 11 years in the Army as a combat medic. I've deployed to Afghanistan as a line medic and I've done an overseas assignment to Korea. I've served in both infantry and armor units. I was an instructor at the Mystic, which is the Medical Simulation and Training Center. I have had the pleasure of competing against some of the best medics in the Army during the Command Sergeant Major Jack Clark Jr. Best Medic Competition. I've been involved in EMS for 16 years. I started as a volunteer firefighter at the age of 18, and through my volunteer department, I was able to earn my EMT certification. Unlike the new medics, I had to take my NREMT test on a bubble sheet and had to wait about a month to find out whether I'd passed or not. Side note, I passed. My first paid gig was on a vambulance with a private ambulance service doing tater-toting work, basically taking a patient from the nursing home to dialysis, dialysis to the hospital, hospital back to their nursing home. As much as some people look down on this type of work, I did learn a lot about how to interact and actually talk with my patients. It took a while, but I finally got a job working 911 for a private service that had a contract in rural eastern Kentucky. Needless to say, that was a wild experience, and one day I'll have to share some of those super trooper-like stories, like the time we almost burned our station house to the ground with Roman candles one night. As far as medical credentials go, I am a nationally registered paramedic. I have a GED and a give em hell attitude, but I am currently working on my bachelor's degree in EMS administration. 
I was lucky enough to get sent to a paramedic program at Fort Bragg while on active duty. It was an accelerated 19-week program run through Fayetteville Community and Technical College. I don't currently have any other paramedic programs to compare it to, but it was a pretty hard program. We had 12 medics sit for the National Registry exam, and 10 of us were first-time goes. I have a lot of plans for Care Under Fire, and it's currently a growing and changing concept. I can't wait for my ideas to become perfect, so I'm going to start recording some episodes and see how it develops. There are some great podcasts out there about clinical medicine. This is not going to be one of them. I look forward to everyone's comments and feedback and how we can mold this to make it a better show. I'm looking for medics, doctors, and nurses from World War II, the Korean War, and Vietnam. I want to share your stories of training and managing your first patient on the battlefield. I'd like to speak to medics and doctors from all other nations as well that would like to share their stories of battlefield medicine or medicine in the streets. Wounded warriors, I'd like to share your experience about what it was like at the point of wounding and how you were treated by your medic or corpsman. If anyone you know wants to share their story about military medicine, reach out to me at careunderfire68w at gmail.com or on Instagram at care underscore under underscore fire underscore. I hope you all follow along as my podcast grows. Open a book, get studying, change your socks. This has been Care Under Fire.